Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to follow up on any of the stories I'm about to share. Let's jump in with our first story of the week, trans students face insomnia and depression. A new study led by Shelley Hershner found that trans college students in the U.S. and Canada were more likely than their cisgender peers to have insomnia as well as daytime sleepiness. Now, you know, relatedly, although, there, you know, the article wasn't exploring uh, causation, but clearly related, uh, they found that trans students were about twice as likely as cis students to report depression or anxiety. They were also about four times as likely to report having attempted suicide. So when we think about all of these mental health effects, which have... Um, you know, the, I think the mental health disparities uh, have been explored more than something like um, losing sleep uh, and um, being tired. Those factors, um, we have seen some recent studies come out about that. And yes, they are tending to show that that trans um, youth and young adults and probably adults too are all experiencing these issues. And, and you know, we can surmise that a lot of this results from um, stigma and discrimination and the challenges that they're facing. Those things can lead to mental health problems, and of course, um, all of that combined can can lead to losing sleep, which is um, especially difficult, of course, for for students who really need kind of that consistency and that energy to be able to to succeed and uh, have a good experience as as a student. Next up, queer men with HIV at HPV risk. Researchers in Australia, led by Ian Wong, found that among gay and bisexual men. Those who were living with HIV or those who were engaged in receptive anal intercourse were more likely to contract high-risk HPV. The results suggest that these men in particular, in addition to queer men in general who are at higher risk than their uh, heterosexual counterparts, should be considered for HPV vaccination efforts. Now, of course, we know that HPV vaccination has traditionally been aimed at youth and also has really focused um, over time on young women. And so um, there's been a growing body of research to show that queer men would really benefit from getting the HPV vaccine uh, potentially even after those traditional age cutoffs. So this is um, is more evidence for that. And also looking at some of the, the you know, more detailed risk factors. So among gay and bisexual men, those living with HIV were at even higher risk, and then even exploring some of the sexual practices and seeing uh, who's more at risk. So This kind of study is important because we can start to kind of hone in on who should really be prioritized uh, for vaccination efforts when it comes to HPV. In our next story, GSA's struggle during COVID. NBC News reported on how school closures and restrictions during the COVID-19 pandemic have seen drops in GSA registrations and participation, especially from new students. Um, Many of these groups have had to move online, and um, some people interviewed for the article pointed out that it's a lot harder to kind of gain foot traffic and visibility uh, when you're you're meeting via Zoom instead of meeting in in a classroom uh, in a school building. 
For many, the school GSA is the only place where they feel safe and supported. Um, from you know my experience, I know that this is especially true in, in suburban and rural areas that don't have kind of local LGBT centers. Um, and so, you know, that, that source is really important for support. They need it now more than ever. And yet the, the pandemic and the restrictions relating to it are, are making it harder to access um, those much needed services. Next up, implementation science and disparities. Researchers led by Nicholas Perry explored how implementation science, or the study of how evidence-based practices are really implemented in the real world, can help address LGBT mental health disparities. They note that research often fails to consider the effectiveness of interventions among LGBT folks and that many providers do not collect uh, LGBT identity data. So basically, you know, we don't have a great research on what the LGBT community needs. So one way of kind of uh, making up for that deficit is looking at how um, mental health interventions are implemented and making sure that as implemented, they're serving LGBT people. And our next story, the UK's LGBT community struggles during the pandemic. BMJ explored research on how the COVID-19 pandemic has exacerbated LGBT inequalities in the UK. For example, LGBT mental health disparities already existed before the pandemic, and now, especially with things like lockdowns limiting social support and contact, one study found that self-harm among gender-diverse people had increased 7% during the pandemic, compared to an already disturbing 2% increase among cisgender folks. And finally for this week, a historic ruling in Japan. The Japan Times reported on a Japanese court ruling that the failure of the government to offer any recognition of same-sex relationships was unconstitutional, even though the Constitution does describe marriage as being between, quote, husband and wife. Some municipalities offer partnership certificates that bestow limited benefits like hospital visitation rights, but there's nothing like that from the federal government. The ruling doesn't immediately change the law, but advocates say it was a big uh, step towards getting some kind of recognition. That concludes another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Uh, before I completely wrap, don't forget that we have a new interview um, with one of the leaders of NIH's All of Us research program, um, as well as special guests from LGBT centers around the country. That's right here on the podcast feed, so if you haven't checked it out already, be sure to do so. Um, and remember that you can always go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org for links to all of the stories that we share here on the podcast. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another edition of the podcast.